Hi everybody, welcome to the Popcorn Profile. I'm Sam and I'm joined by Becca and Bruin. And today we are continuing our look at the work of a Mr. S. Craig Zeller and we are now looking at his second film, Bronze Hubbard 99, which was the first one me and Bruin watched this. Yes. We had that lovely little anecdote that we kind of went on tangent paths on while trying to tell it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. So, again, I think that's the third time I watched it because I watched it with you and I was like, holy shit, what the... What's... <laughs> And then I watched it with. I would say there was a, a someone who's you've you've watched Bone Hump, Tomahawk before watching this one with me, didn't you? No, I. Oh no, you did. So this is your first delve into it as well. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, all right. Well, sorry, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Um, Good start. Man. <laughs> Good start. Yeah, it's um. It's definitely a good start into the mind and the world of Zaller. Yeah. You didn't want to watch it for a second time. That's true. I didn't want to watch it for a second time. When you did watch it for a second time, because I made you, what did you think? I would say it's, of the three that I've seen, I would say it's his best movie. What, what, bro? Yeah. Wow, I thought, I, I thought going into this, you were going to see Bone Tomahawk. No, I, I, that's what I actually, why I didn't want to watch it, because I thought it's not going to be... Bone Tomahawk. It's not going to be as good as Bone Tomahawk. It, the, it's, it's going to be his second best maybe second time viewing it might not even be as good as do you think you're kind of like dirty on it after watching Drag Cross Concrete and then going into another one of his yeah modern setting films yeah, yeah. you didn't um, want to watch the first hour again yes because one of the things that you had problem with yeah I really didn't like first time viewing I didn't really like the first hour of this movie I really like it I like again I I think I preferred it more than you were watching it, which is one of the reasons why I was like, let's give it a chance, come on. Because I like the idea of setting up Bradley as, um, as like, because he, like, all the way through the film, he has this sort of, like, quiet rage. Up until it explodes, because he has to. Yes. And I think Vince Vaughn does a great job of, like, showing how he just sort of keeps everything sort of bottled up. To the point where he's talking to the guard about taking part in the boxing, he says, I don't like hit people for no reason. Yeah. And second, second time viewing, it's actually enjoyable. I enjoyed the first hour this time, which I never thought it would ever happen because yeah. I just remember the first. The, the, my only memory before, prior to watching this a second time, was just that boring <laughs> first hour in which we and you had to have that break. Um, yeah. But no, second time, Becca, you said to me you should just watch it because I you watched it last night. I watched it today, day of recording this, and you said when you watched it. You should stick with it. Yeah, I was expecting Baby would go because you guys kept telling me, oh, just watch the first hour, we need to go, go on Him the specifically. I quite like the first hour. We, we, we couldn't make all the way through, we couldn't watch it. He says set. that. I was like, sitting there, like quite captivated as much as I can be with my distracted self. And like, I paused it to go get something and I was like 52 minutes in and I was like, well, those guys are a bunch of wee liars. Stop telling, stop rubbing it in with him. You never clarified. I always thing. clarify. Every time he says this, I clarify. I didn't think that. I okay. wanted to keep going. I this like the start. Is a wee liar then. I'm not a liar. You no. keep saying we, so we you said like We both needed a break. We both walked. We both went to the co-op. Do you mean we, we or No, the... sorry. We both went to a supermarket. Do you mean we or the royal we? Both. <laughs> the royal. <laughs> right. No, but the, yeah, I would say this is his best movie. What would you think? What do you think, yeah. Becca? Um, I found it surprisingly alright, but like 
in a, I'm kind of getting made to watch this, and it's not a terrible film way. Yeah. Like it's much the way I like feel about the films that I get made to watch in my seminars and like for classes. Yeah. Where they're never a bad example, but sometimes they're a bit grating. But like I would maybe watch this again if it was on, but I might put it on by myself. I don't know. That's fair. I um. I was like, surprised by it. Yeah, well, especially seeing as like your first exposure was the one that you're just like, no, nope, yeah. never again, <laughs> which is dragged across concrete. Um, but yeah, I watched them in the jankiest order. I yeah, three one two. <laughs> yeah, whereas I went, I went two three one, which is at least somewhat mm. decent. Me and Sam were the same. I went the same yeah. order as well. Because like I, when I watch movies, I always try and go for like people joke to me being like oh it's the hip movie hipster he likes mm-hmm. you know I, I kind of go for like sort of I like art house cinema I like independent cinema a lot because I feel like you get a lot of what you don't get on the big screen normally like the sort of blockbuster stuff yeah. and one of my favourite things is I love seeing actors break typecast sort of things Cause so I, lo- I like Vince Vaughn say you know he always did sort of I know he did some sort of dramatic roles like he did Bates Hotel no Psycho the remake of Psycho where he played Norman Bates apparently he was very good in it yeah, that's what the that problem was. Is what I heard. Okay, um, it was shot for shot and in color, wasn't it? Yeah, like the only difference was it was in color. Yeah, it was in color. They mo- they made it modern, <laughs> so it wasn't based in the fifties anymore. It was it was based in like nineteen nineties, and the only part that was black and white was the intro, which led up to the infamous <laughs> scene. Oh, did they actually do that in the remake as well. Yeah, I, oh, think, I believe so. Oh, for God's sake. Um. Anyway. Speaking about the sort of breaking of typecast, like he again, he, like he's got his history like swingers. Um, mm. I do have a soft spot for him as Peter Lafleur and Dodgeball, because he he's he's always been sort of that in that style of comedy film, which is very like well, it's kind of got like the McCarthy thing going, where it was McCarthy was just in rom coms for the longest time, and then all of a sudden the McConaughey's, as he was saying, like Dallas Buyers Club and Wolf of Wall Street, and then True Detective, where he played Marty Ross, yeah. Well, Rust of the pair of Marty and Rust, and Rust was fucking great. <laughs> um, and then kind of seeing him do a bit more of a serious role again. Actually, speaking of which, Vince Vaughn was also in season two of True Detective, yeah, as like a sort of mob boss, and he's kind of like wasn't quite as violent as Bradley gets to, but he kind of had like a quiet reservedness to him, where he's kind of showed a bit of threatening menace, but wasn't ever fully, you know, big gargantuan psycho crazy. I've only ever seen Vince Vaughn in comedies and when I was like 12 or something, like before I decided I don't want to watch any more comedies because I don't like them. Mm. And so like, before the similar time I've seen him act is dragged across concrete. <laughs> so I went into this expecting nothing from him. And then... Well, he actually, actually had character in this one. Mm. Yeah. Done, done good. Well done. You did it, Benny. Good job. <laughs> um... I, yeah, I told same with me. Only know, only knew Vince Vaughn from comedies. Apart from that, one only film that I've seen him be serious in was The Lost World Jurassic Park. But even then, he had sort of like comedic undertones in it because he was a side character. Oh, yeah, the third. Wait, or the second the one? The second one, Lost World, yeah. World Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff oh, Goldblum. Yeah, he was, in he was like a. Oh. Sciencey boy. Yeah, sciencey yeah. boy, but sort of like. Helpful sciencey boy. He was the boy. back carrier, basically. Yeah, like, <laughs> 
Bag boy. Yeah, basically, he's like the science bag carrier. So the only scene I'm remembering is was he in the one when they like saved the baby T Rex? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He wasn't in the RV though when it went yeah, over the cliff. Yeah, he was like outside. Yeah, he was away somewhere. <laughs> Conveniently. Conveniently. We can only afford so many stunt <laughs> doubles. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's def- it was definitely really nice to see him be serious, and he was really good in it. He, I, I like, like looking at the featurette, uh, he actually got a, a dialect coach to <laughs> try and do that southern accent. Well, it's like southern drawl yeah. that he's kind of got. And I feel like, maybe, I mean, not knowing, not being from the south of America, obviously, if you couldn't tell, um, I have no idea if it was accurate or not, but you know, it was convincing enough to, for me, for someone who's not known to the southern accent. I just thought, so yeah, it was good. I just thought, I just, I just thought it was quite funny. I know you won't be able to say it at home, but I just thought it was quite funny. It looked like he was speaking to the box <laughs> of like Vince Vaughn's face. <laughs> I mean, Vince, like the box of Self Rolling Cell Box is to my left, and I started to look at the box. And it's just, a, it's it. just a picture of Vince Vaughn's face. Just got distracted by how much you were squeaking about in your chair. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I've tried not to move that. Yeah. I'm trying to gaze upon Vince Vaughn's face. Just, he's such a nice looking man. Look at him. Did you like really like the shot where you saw last then? That was a surprise, if I'm honest. <laughs> Why is it a surprise? I don't know. I just like you know. I don't know. I did quite like that. Speaking of speaking of that point, I did love the sort of mirroring of the fridge that he goes to initially, and you get that sort of inspection, and you get that really fidgety sort of um, guard that takes your items away, and he's like back on the line because he accidentally slammed. Yeah. The door shut, and then you get to um, Redleaf, and it's like, do your cavity search in public. Yeah. It was. Um, I may have not been paying attention. I will say this. <laughs> 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 when I was watching the film, because I am known to do this. Why did Ben Spawn shoot the other two guys? Um. So. In the scene where he's walking away, yeah. right, he's obviously been like, look, I'm not wanting any part of this. Yeah, obviously. He, I, he hears the police officers yeah. screaming like, oh God, I'm hit! And stuff like that. And then someone panically going, call for backup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he stops. So I don't know if he's thinking, oh, these guys are fucking idiots. I really don't like Stupid, them. stupid asses. Yeah. Well, he... The, the thing they kind of touch on about it is that he's meant to be... He tries to act like he's a sort of patriot and he wants to do the good thing. Like, mm-hmm. the only reason he got back in with Gil... Was because he was literally at rock bottom. Yeah. And like him, him and his wife had had the mis- had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and they'd been off. They'd been alcoholics. You can tell that they yeah. like when he says to her to get off the wagon, and then fi- he goes home. Like the, f- the first ten minutes of the film, he loses his job. He finds out his wife's cheating on her. His on key him. for his locker breaks. Break. Yeah. That was the part. His of car breaks under his own fist. Yeah. <laughs> The bit that always makes me cringe when he does it is when he punches the headlight and I just see his hand disappear and I'm like, no. I am 100%. So looking at the featurette again, going back to the featurette, you've, I found out that they, you know, they did use pros- like fake stuff. Like the win- him punching the window was actually not a real window. They used fake glass and to make it sort of soften it. And him punching the bonnet of the car was actually a, a lighter metal that when you put a fist print in it, it would stick so it would make the effect. However, so. they didn't reference anything on the mirror. What, so I just slammed I it. think that Vince Vaughn actually punched the mirror of a car, like the side the side mirror. I think that was real. I'm I don't not, think that that was like, oh, it was lighter and 
I think he did, like, he actually decided, yeah, I'll punch a mirror. I'll punch that ruby mirror, why not? I like the bit where he reaches inside and gently takes off the like rear view mirror and then just chucks it away flings it oh, oh yeah so yeah there's uh the sound it makes as well when he throws it is great <laughs> uh, it's, it's just a it's like a boomerang but, yeah speaking of sounds there are the thing that made me good a good chuckle at this movie which i thought was quite like uh it was quite charismatic of the movie and it was very nice of the movie to do this there's a lot of stock sounds in this movie if you listen to it properly, you can hear like generic stock oh, yeah. doors or closes, footsteps on like you know certain surfaces. Yeah. It's very, it's like charming to an extent, but it, it it's not so obvious. It's only obvious if you know what to listen out for. Yeah. Um, but it's very, it's like it's fine. It's it, I just like that sort of like <clears throat> sound design of it, where it was a mixture of like especially with the violent scenes later in the film, oh, where there's like pure on gritty sounds and then just generic stock sounds. Be- when I was looking it up online, I was like, oh, it's really gory. Oh, it's, if you're squeamish, don't watch it. Every time someone died, I was laughing. It looked <laughs> hilarious. Mm-hmm. The, the deaths are ridiculous. There was a the one that you me. The thing is, we, me and him watched it on a really squiffy copy. So it was a bit distorted. Do you know the bit I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the bit you're talking about. So it's when um, the guy that calls him Blanco, who has the deepest voice on the planet. Yeah. Every time I think of that movie, like, what do, you, what do you do when I say dump? I just think of. <laughs> and it's so deep I just yeah, not expect uh, it that, that gentleman is uh, Gino Cigars and he was in the um, the. do you remember the uh, Uncharted Real Life short with Nick Fillion oh, in yeah. it he was the main villain in that please tell me he still uses that that's his villain. natural voice <laughs> I thought he was putting that on no, that's, that's ridiculous his that's his natural voice no he's <laughs> that, that deep but yeah, it's but yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, he's uh, that one scene is. I, just... Sorry, I just had a stupid joke about him where he's like, he's like, he needs to go to the bathroom. He's like, hey, boy, where are you going? Don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I totally agree with Becca. Like, there are some like very very funny violence. Oh, it's it. it's it's comic. It's borderline comical, especially when he just you get to the end and he just goes crunch, and it's like that's a fake skull, but. I mean, all of them were fake. Oh yeah, all. Oh of them yeah, were no. Fake. Like going from like bone tomahawk, that was pretty and quite believable prosthetics to then like you know he stomps on this guy's face and his his jaw like explodes you know what it made me think of have you seen Beetlejuice yes <laughs> until the end when they're doing like getting exercise like Adam and Barbara well, and then would, like Adam, Adam's jaw falls yeah it just goes to <laughs> <laughs> that's what it made me think of <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But oh. anyway, yeah, it, it was. Um, but apparently, according to uh, not in the featurette, but this is this is just one of the did you knows on IMDb. That was on purpose. Um, if it was meant to make it look like a seventies grindhouse. No, that's what I was gonna say. It feels like it's got very much a grindhouse vibe. Yeah. Like the book. Like I, I thought of when oh, he was the, getting. To, yeah, the face. When he was, when he was getting to Redleaf, and it's like, kind of. Oh God, what was it? When it gets to Redleaf, and it just sort of slowly more and more escalates to ridiculous, like borderline, like the final three, the final fights that he has. It's like a video game. It's like you're fighting mini bosses in Streets of Rage. Yeah. Um, and one of the bits I was thinking with like sort of violent scenes, the, the bit that did, does make me go ooh every time I think about it is when he's still in the fridge, and he breaks um, the warden's yeah. arm. That was like because Liv was that saying, was well done. I was watching it and Liv was sitting next to me and she said. Um, it's like, oh, you guys think it's really violent. Like, I bet it's not even that bad. Uh, again, the rest of it's kind of comical, ridiculous. It's just when he snaps the arm, Liv just looked at me and just went, 
like look of pure shock <laughs> of just I, I, oh when I saw that I think I was like just vaguely watching it and I just went ooh <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like ooh. half a tree like half ooh I don't know what that happened to me yeah. uh, uh, and then you get the bit where he's in red leaf and he elbows someone so hard he's picking teeth out of his elbow yes I, that was a cute wee detail <laughs> yeah I was like that's a good one yeah there, there, there are some there are some really really like nice details I don't know this is such a weird like comment I'm just noticing now there's some really nice details in the gory like brutal scenes like when he curb stomps with the jaw coming off and then the funny part that you obviously found hilarious when he when he gets the guy makes his face scrape off scrape and then off his face and when he's like dragging his face across the concrete <laughs> um like I, I, I was I was into it <laughs> What? No, go on, continue. I, I was into that, and it was like it, it was really visceral, and there were like noises, and I was like, oh, like oh, I didn't like it. And then he turned around, and it looks like something you would do for Halloween. Yeah. And like you know, You'd hang you hang outside don't really your know house. how skulls work, so you just paint yourself white and put on like latex at the sides to make it look like your face is being scraped off. And then, like what I was saying to Liz is, where did his eyes go? Your eyes don't leave your skull. Like yeah. you're, they're quite well protected, and then your nose is like it, there should have been something there. But no, it's just it's just this perfect circle and just this skeleton. It was just a pure white skeleton. Megan, going, don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. He just kicked him so hard they popped into the back of his skull. It was, it was, uh. I was I was into it until that point, and then that happened. I was like, oh, this is where we're going. Yeah. Kick someone's head off down the toilet drain. <laughs> which is hole, concrete hole. <laughs> Jesus. Because those cells are terrible. They get so much, like, worse and worse. Yeah. Well, it's because he's, what, he's in, uh, he's in his in own the, one. Well, he's in the fridge, and it's, like, it's pretty clean and pristine. It's almost kind of clinical, like a medical ward. It's just the prison, basically. And Redleaf, that toilet, is just filled with shit, and it just... I was watching that, and it feels like the smell comes through the screen. You're like, oh, yeah. God, no. The look of it is definitely... It's, it's, they definitely nailed the look. <laughs> Why did they get one of the worst comments? I was gonna say they definitely nailed the look of a shit cover cell. <laughs> I know it's you know like, I, from like yeah, you know, exactly. As if I would know <laughs> from your time with the clip. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and they get to cell block ninety nine, which is just covered with broken glass. Yeah. Also, here's the shock belt we're gonna give you when you're eating, sleeping, and taking the bathroom. Yeah. What what a wee smart boy will take out his insulin. Yeah. It's a good move. Don Johnson being the warden of uh, the prison. Yucking it up. Yeah. Proper yucking yeah, it up. Right. Brilliant acting again. I mean, I, I've only, the first time I was ever introduced, I didn't watch Miami Vice. Yeah, I never no. watched any of his early stuff, but I was first introduced to him with Django. But, 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 Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Um, he was really good in that. He was very was very funny during the obvious, like, you know, clan scenes. Oh, the bags. Yeah, the, the, the bags was hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was really good to see him. And even, like, he was really, really good in this movie, and he definitely filled that that role of him being the sort of corrupt, but needs to, gets his hands dirty warden of this classified secret prison yeah. that's not really meant to exist. I, w- I want props to Jennifer Carpenter as well. Yes, I don't see her in I I don't see her in anything much since Dexter. I've seen her in this. I've seen her in Drive Across Concrete, and that's it for films that I've seen. I've her seen in. her in four things: White Chicks. Um, oh. Dexter, um, the two Zala movies, mm-hmm. and the f- actually five things. The fifth one would be she voice acted in the video game The Evil Within. 
She was the female. What? She was she, yeah, she was the female character. Really? Yeah. That's a good grab. Do you want another bit of trivia for you? Okay, go on. No. Do you do you, <laughs> do you remember the when he gets to uh, the prison? The second the second prison with Don Johnson. I can't remember what it's Redleaf. called. Redleaf. Redleaf. Um, do you remember how he's in the yard? And he approaches the guy's working out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I want that one. And the guy confronts with the tattoos on his neck, who he later gouges the eyes out of. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Who? That's Javier Escuela from Red Dead Redemption 2. That's. Damn! Yeah. That's not bad. There's a lot of, like, decent cast in this movie. There's, there's definite faces that you'll recognize. Or voices. Yeah, or voices. Because I don't know if I would have known Javier Escuela from looking at him, because. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this earlier, but the uh, what was his name? Is his character named uh, Don? Oh, Gil. 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 He's uh, Mark Lucas, who you both recognize from Buffy. I recognize him from being in We Were Soldiers. Um, Udo Kier. Of course, he plays a soldier. <laughs> Udo Kier is in it. He play is fantastic as usual. He plays a guy, you know, the weird, creepy German guy who knocks on the, the guy that works for um, Eliezer. Yeah. Who gives. Possibly one of the most fucked up threats I've ever heard in a movie. Yeah. In I am going to amputate your unborn child's limbs. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get a specialist abortionist from Korea to do it. Yeah, I'm going to get this abortionist from Korea to... I'm going to send you little fetus limbs. Keep the child alive, even though it's premature, and then send you in a wee box, lick two, two limbs of your small... Like... <laughs> your... Fetus! Er, er, fetus limbs! Early born child... Ugh, just what a... Nasty! What a messed up. Yeah, nasty! Because you and me watched that, and both of you and me were kind of like, that's not... That's... That's not what, okay. That's not a thing, what the... F- uh, one thing I do have to say, a we- weird, weird thing I noticed about this movie second time viewing, I don't know if it's because I was closer, because I was looking at what, watching it with headphones and on my computer. Udo here. He needs to cut his goddamn fingernails because goddamn his fingernails are so long in this goddamn that, movie. Really, that's your takeaway from yes, this? Yes, that's your takeaway from that. That, that creeped me out the most because that means that Udo Kier has got a very, very lacking of high personal hygiene. His fingernails were so long he was able to knock on the window with his finger, and it made a clinking noise like like like. Yeah, but that might be on purpose, Bruton. No, I don't think so because the, in, in every other film that I've seen him in, he has had long fingernails. Why do? We, we don't like this bit when that guy's like, hey, I'm going to abort your baby. But the guy's fingernails. Oh, the f- <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's clearly in the movie. That's clearly yeah. like the movie's world. Oh, right? yeah, I forgot but that Udo the abortion was not in the movie. It not cutting his fingernails <laughs> is just disgusting. What the fuck are you... What? And I just say just one thing that just didn't make Why you... is this what you take away from that? This is least favorite bit, that guy's fingernails. Oh. They were all so long, and I guarantee, next, me bring this up now, next time you watch that movie, you're going to notice it as well. I'm not going to watch it and be like, that fucker's fingernails, <laughs> fuck, he's ruined it. I'm not going to be like that. He'll clearly <coughs> have long fingernails when he's threatening to abort babies. Ah, it was just, it was really like unnerving just how long they were. They were like that big! That's a good two, three to four centimeters too long. <laughs> Where did we go with this? <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, it was. Um, who else was in it? Um, we don't have to go through the whole cast. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, we we don't need your IMDb searches. Okay. Of the whole class. Oh, <laughs> uh, soundtrack for the film. Was it Zeller again? Zalo did all the music. So all the music that you heard in the car during the credits and the intro and stuff like that, when Bradley was driving the car and does the radio. All music that was done by Zala. He wrote them all. 
So yeah, I don't think he. I, I don't know why. I just assumed he didn't write the one. It's a dangerous game, which is the one he he listens to in the car. Is the one that plays at the end credits. I'm still low key convinced that he has a ghostwriter, either for the next one or for these two, because I am not convinced the same man can write. Guide Cross Concrete. Yeah. Mm. I here's the thing. I I've been meaning to. I'm gonna have a proper sit down and watch Drive Cross Concrete again. Obviously. I'm not. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Film is long as hell. And yeah. You, are you going to watch it? I will watch it again, <laughs> but I will not I will be surprised watch. if I have to skip through like certain scenes. Like, Wasn't there one scene in it? You'll watch a compilation of Chipkery saying it's I will a... watch it chapter two again instead. <laughs> I thought you were just going to watch a compilation of Chipkery going, well, it's the official opinion of the backup deputy. End game for like the seventh time. <laughs> so I, I think he, he don't do good when the plot is too convoluted. Yeah. Because Bone Tomahawk is like, Bad cannibals nearby. Cowboys need to stop. Yeah. This one is like down on his luck guy gets put in prison, gets blackmailed. Yeah. Just cross concrete is like twenty plots within one. Yeah. And then the focus is yes. on the plot, and not on the characters, and I think that's the key difference between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because that was a big. We were talking about this last time. When the big selling point of Bone Tomahawk was the fact that all the cast was fantastic. Yeah. Like well. The characters, anyway. Franklin Hunt was great. Chicory, who I think. I mean, we've already covered this time. Yeah, we've already covered this. Yeah, we could insert you saying the same thing. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I feel like with Brawl, instead of having the sort of party that that Bontomaka has, it is solely on Bradley to sort of carry the plot, and I think he's. I think this is his. I think this is Vince Vaughn's best performance of what I I have seen him in. It's very believable. Like, mm. I, when he... He looks fucking scary in this. <laughs> he looks scary. Um, when he was in the fridge, I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And he's in prison. I still didn't get quite understand why he went to prison and why he mm-hmm. decided to... He, did, he didn't, he didn't uh, but tell. I, but I think... What do you mean? So, do you remember how like he, he shot the guys and he got arrested? Yeah. The scene after that is when he's in an interrogation room. Okay, but I was referencing when he shot the guys. Like, I still don't understand why he did that. Okay, so... I, I think that's a personal thing of I would just hide in the boat and just chill out yeah. and leave, leave them to it. I think his thought was he doesn't want police officers dying over nothing. Over these people being assholes, basically, and just saying... Like, like it's fair. And, like, after the fact, I can come up with points and understand it. But, like, as far as the film narrative goes, I, I don't feel like there's something in the film to make me understand why he did why, why he made that choice. Yeah. I th- from from what I got from it, what I think is the reason he made that choice is because, again, his hesitation to go to Gil was literally only because he was really down on his luck. And because he doesn't want to be a criminal. He wants to be what he sees as a functioning member of society who doesn't get involved in drug dealing. I think he just wants to live a normal, happy life with a family. Um, and then just be- because of his him being fired, he has to go back to working for Gil. And from what I gather from his way of working, he doesn't he doesn't seem to carry a gun. He seems to make it as little violence as possible. He doesn't even when he's I said it before, but in the fridge he tries to use, he doesn't want to lash out. Doesn't want people getting hurt for no reason again. And he I think he felt that them getting hurt for no reason just because the the people he was with were being stupid. If they dumped the bags and walked away. They might have been okay. But because they were like, take the bags. 
let's have a shootout with the cops. And then he's like, I'm not, I can't, I can't do that. Because they make a big thing in the interrogation that he's meant to be a patriot and he knows the sense of right and wrong. Yeah. And that's why he did it. It's just so he... I just feel like it, it could have had a stronger, like, he goes to prison reason. Like, the main yeah. thing is, here he is as a character, now he's in prison. I feel like the how he got sent to prison could have been stronger, even within the same scene. Yeah. Like, it was a nice visual thing to have him, like, literally in between the police shootout and the boat, because then it's, like, quite a nice, okay, he's looking back on his option. Can't do that. His to continue going forward. But, like... It, it's kind of nice visual, but it's a little bit confusing for like people like me who can't really focus on stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if he was like further ahead and maybe like in front of the guys, and then they start shooting at cops, so he's literally stuck in the shootout and has no option. He has option. to take part. Yeah, I feel like would have been better because, like, from the other hand, it. It felt like he chose his own like route into prison. Yeah. And when he gets in prison, it's like sort of like, well, you, you chose this yourself, hon. You yeah. You just went and stayed on the boat. Your bag is still there. You you can still sell a third of whatever drugs you got. Yeah. And then make some sort of profit and like see your baby being born. Like I feel like there was all the motivation for him not to go, mm-hmm. and very little reason for him to go. Yeah. Literally just to sort of. Because he's the same self, yeah. but no. Like a, the opposite of a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. It's not saving the day, it's moving the plot on. Yeah. Plot advancement. It's like an old guy in a cave being like, hey, go see this other guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of one other part in that film where. When they're having the shoot. Not about the cat in the cave. Not about the cat in the cave. That's a different movie. <laughs> um, <coughs> I just think of the, the part where. Dumb guy, I can't remember yeah. his name. Also, there's some really horrendous one-liners in this film, and I'm just like, why? And he says the worst one, which is when he's throwing a grenade at a cop and says, you all ready for 9-11 part 2? Yeah, and then it's like the dangerous <laughs> explosion. Yeah, it's like, it's, the, it's, it's a, it's a, and the, the car, it's... They, like, the cops could be like, oh no, I have a flat tire now. <laughs> yeah, they're like... I'm pretty sure that car was so dry. Oh. Yeah, like, well, it's like the... He throws a grenade at Bradley when he throw when he jumps into the when he ch- jumps into the water and he's just got a couple bits of shrapnel in his shoe. Yeah. And that's it. No, it went through. It went into his foot. That's yeah, foot a couple of bits though. Like it's like it's a shrapnel grenade. Have, having a grenade thrown at you and then at point blank range. Your shoe. Mm. You think there'd be some like laws for this face or something? Like he has no mm. visible injuries from a bullet. It was in water skull, though. Yeah. Then a grenade. It was in water. Science has been proven that. Uh, science has been proven. Science, science has proven. <laughs> science is real, guys. Science has proven that uh, bullets and explosions from grenades don't actually go as far as they would. Well, yeah. Because the water is the pressure. But you're gonna tell me that car scene of like the Fourth of July with that grenade though? Oh no, the fucking explosion was <laughs> pathetic. Really, there should have been a better explosion. It was like it was like someone threw through they used to get in toys. They're not really toys, they were like vandal vandal toys, weren't they? And it was like little Vandal toys? Yeah, it was like little pieces of paper of like uh what was it? It's like full of gunpowder and a type of flint in it. He used to throw it. Oh, like he used the, to go, the popper thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're not vandal toys. It was like someone someone, <laughs> someone got like a, like two hundred of them. Like a strip of them and just went Yeah, yeah. Just went, <laughs> or like a firecracker. Yeah. Roman candle. Yeah. Maybe not a Roman candle, you would have got a bit more of a f- 
<laughs> Expelliarmus. Ooh, a, a Catherine wheel with it, like, I would have loved it if the grenade just he threw it and it turned into a firework. That would make war more fun, wouldn't it? No, let's not let's not let's not go down this path. Um But yeah, so then you get to you know, one of my favourite things about Bradley being in the jail is and his sort of like reluctance to fight, basically. Like when he gets asked about the boxing, one of my favorite lines is when he talks about boxing. He's like, "I used to box a little bit back in the day," and that's that's a little bit you get. And he's like, yeah. "Do you ever get knocked down?" Nope. And the only time he ever gets knocked out is if someone has to use mace or a weapon on him, basically, yeah. or he's got the stun belt on. That was that was one thing I really appreciated that you know at the end when he had to take everyone out, it wasn't unbelievable because it was like peppered throughout the film that he was strong man. He can Don't do fuck with strong men. He can beat up cars. And he, yeah, he's a. <laughs> I never noticed this until this hefty film. Man. Yeah, he's a hefty man. Big guy. Vince Vaughn is a big guy. Yeah. Um, Even the police in the fridge were like questioning his height. Yeah, it's crazy. Six two, six four, no, six five. <laughs> and what they're gonna do is cavity search, and he just takes his trousers down and they go, A minus. <laughs> just looking at. His I didn't head. get that scene. It, it's very simple. They were grading his penis. Why were they doing that, though? <laughs> I don't know. If you had to look at penises every day, would you start judging them? No. I'm sure you would. Not to their face, at least. What do you care? They're going behind bars. They can't do anything. Maybe they give everyone an A- minus to boost their confidence. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're nice. If you give them an A+, plus, they're like, I've got the perfect penis. And they've got nothing to strive for. Maybe it's like a little confidence boost before you go into prison. <laughs> it's like, there you go, guys. You ever think about it from that angle? Yeah. I'd be an F. <laughs> F minus. F fucking minus. <laughs> or A for effort. <laughs> a for effort. <laughs> um, um, anyway. <laughs> any, any, anything else? So, I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Because what, what was your least favourite part of it? The fingernails. Aside <laughs> from the fingernails. Um, well, again, I think some of the awful throwaway lines. There was a lot of scenes of him just driving in his car listening to the radio, and I feel like... It happened that, twice! It happened, no, it happened quite like about three or four times. Yeah, see, if he didn't do it this much in this film, maybe he wouldn't have went, I'm going to make another film that's 90% people sitting yeah. in cars. I felt, I felt like this was sort of like... Cooking cut. Zaller sort of like advertising his newest album a lot of the time. Now knowing... I like the music in this. And the music was good, but... Also, he's, a, he's, a, he's like in a metal band. He's not... Yeah. Yeah. There's also not that much music in it. I suppose. Like, a lot of the time it's just aesthetic room sounds. I don't know. Yeah. Some of them scenes very... just feel like a bit like not needed. I liked it. The show the travelling and stuff like that it's like considering how fast some of it moves I, that's just me going off also dragged off concrete where they show like literally it's 20 minutes we're not talking about that film yet leashed just back to staring at Vince Vaughn that's all you've been doing that's probably my biggest gripe about it was just it was, there was too many too much Vince Vaughn and car getting coffee yeah speaking of coffee that's one of my favourite things of Bradley's character in which it's like he just always seems to be getting the short end of the straw yeah. no matter what he's doing and it's I feel like it's summarised in the speech when he's talking to his wife about always getting the skim milk. Because I remember you telling me you weren't, you weren't really that feeling that speech that much when you first watched it. You were like, I don't, what's the point in this? Mm. I don't know the three jars. 
I think listening to it and watching it a second time, I think actually listening to it this time was probably the better. What were you, what were you doing last time? Last time I was just sort of like, where's the violence? <laughs> Punch the car again! Like it's like, maybe like There's 15, like, 20 minutes into the film when you heard that yeah, speech. Yeah. You were clearly just switched off from the beginning yeah. of this. Also, that's, again, with, with um, how many films do you watch where character cheats on other character with someone else and they just that's the end of the relationship and that's the end of it oh that's that, that's a that's becoming a trope now what the where where it's like someone cheats on someone and then they end it i feel like that's not a trope i feel like that's quite common like, yeah. yeah a lot that's of people like, have like you know if you ever cheat on me that's fair it. enough but like, the first thing he says to her after he what, smashes what? that car is like was it serious no why do it? I just thought because it it's just like emphasizing that our life's not been the same since she. Yeah. You assume it's it's a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that like just even before that, like looking at the appearance of him and him being super fucking angry and then beating the shit out of her car, right? You're right. expecting well, she's dead. This is how he goes to prison. This is how the brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine starts. I I didn't think that. I thought that first time watching it. When I watched it with you, I thought, oh, he's going to be like a horrible human being and he's going to go to prison and it's going to be like Death Race where it's like, oh, goes to prison. It's going to be all corrupt and it's going to be like, oh, uh, you want to survive here? Join the brawling boxing system or something. Then fight to the death UFC in prison. You think that's why they allude to like him joining the boxing ring so people think it might go that way just because of the name of the movie? I'm pretty sure there's actually a film already like that. Anyway. There probably is. I think it's called Bone... Tomahawk? Tomahawk? No, Brawl... Bone and Brawl, I think it's called, actually. Doesn't it have Michael J. White in it? I think it sure it does. Look it up later. I'll look it up later. Um, or editor will add, like, a note saying it does. I was no, right. we will not. I don't fucking know. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you get a speech about him always getting the skin milk. And every all the way through the film, you just feel like he's just getting it worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it just keeps escalating and escalating. And I felt it was like I feel like that makes it a bit more tragic about what happens to Bradley at the end of the film, where it's like he he gets rock bottom at the start of the film, builds his way all the way back up, and then just descends yeah. completely into what is essentially a hidden fucking prison, the prison within the prison. It's not particularly hopeful. Though. No, it's not. I guess you could say for his daughter, not for Bradley, but for his daughter. And that I thought that bit at the end is heartbreaking, where he's talking to his wife and. And he's trying to talk to his daughter, and you just see him falling apart. Yeah. And again, so much depth to his character, and then he's realizing that. Well, I think it's once he accidentally kills the 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 guard with the door. That was his kind of okay. This is the end. Because I feel like even if he had, even if he did execute Eleazar, I feel like they still would treat it as like them killing him, killing prisoners, yeah. which they don't seem too fussed about. No. As they say, um, expensive prisoners using cheap lead to dish, to cut costs, essentially. And then, once Bradley's done, that's the film done. Literally, as soon as his lights are out, that's it. And again, there oh, you go. But that sweet, like, 99 cent dummy of Vince Vaughn that they used. <laughs> like, was clearly used for, like, crash testing or something. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, what a final frame. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the music... <laughs> which I feel like kind of hits home the, um, the total grindhouse feel mm-hmm. of the same movie but um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my, my least favorite parts were like the again the, the terrible one. Nine eleven part two, that's the, What is that for dialogue? I mean I did appreciate when they were like coming in to arrest Vinfon at the end. Or not arrest, like kill him. And they're like, Oh you better not be murdering him. He's like, I've still gone there twenty nine seconds like, yeah. to to kill this guy. Yeah. Like, that's that's my guy anyway. <laughs> um, my my least favourite part was like the motive for him going to prison. Yeah. I, I just feel like everything else was believable except for that bit. I don't think that bit stuck. I think that was like a character doing something for plot motivations, not for character motivations yeah. at the moment. Just so we can get him to jail. Yeah. Like how do we get him to jail? Yeah. And they, they made the him fit the plot instead of the plot. The plot thing around him. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So yeah. Would like I think you said you'd you'd potentially watch it again. I'll have to watch it again. I've just that was my third time watching it. So I'll do it. I think overall, I mean, again, there's it might change. You never know. I might be like, yo, everyone was wrong about drive cost concrete. You all need to listen. But I feel I like <laughs> proceeds to turn on TV. Um, it's on like your defender. Like, <laughs> like get the shit away from me. Um, but right now the the scoreboards for me are Bone Double Hog Brawl and Drive Cost Concrete. Brawl bone concrete. I'd, I'd go with bone tomahawk brawl then. Drive cost concrete. Below any other film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he did it again. Shh, we'll edit it. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. It's fine. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> yeah, we've got anything else like that? Are we going to do scores or are we going to... 99 out of Vince Vaughn. Okay. Well done. I... I don't want to give scores. I'd rather just be like, look... Looking for Udo Kurt's fingernail. Stop! Stop with the fingernail thing! Why? It was really bad and gross. (laughs) That's my final cut and I'm done. Okay, okay. Well, I'm done, so... What would you rather have to do? You have to lick his fingernails or like put the, the weird neck thing from Bone Tomahawk in your mouth. The weird neck thing from Bone really? Tomahawk. Yes. Uh, fingernail. Because like, his fingernails could be really clean. He like he like sterilises them beforehand. They're completely clean. They are too fucking long. I'd rather... Fin- yeah, I mean, you can go... I'd rather fingernails. <laughs> I, I am not... <coughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. You conclude it and I'm gone. Yeah. Well... I'm fingernails. I'm I'm up in that. I'm up in that throat thing in my mouth. Fuck that. Yeah, I would also go for the fingernails because fingernails. You you eat your own fingernails anyway when you've got like. Well, I know him especially. When he's got like the Nutella on his fingers. You know. <laughs> Nibbles of Nutella. Yeah. Oh. He's just got ten spoons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna call him Nutella fingers. <laughs> They're the weird British knockoff of salad fingers. Which savage is British? What I don't know. Anyway, right. Bye. But yeah, well, thanks for tuning in. Next time we will be doing Drag Plus Concrete. Yay! Yay. Tekka's yeah. favourite movie. Right. Bye. Bye.
competition.